Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, here on another Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday. That means I'm with the rogue one at Gary Widow. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. How are you, sir? I am great, Gary. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, you're having fun out there? You're feeling loose? You're feeling good? You're talking about I, comic um, books online? You're talking about you're working on an eight-issue series, miniseries for something online? You've given guy. no other started, details. Uh, today, yeah, yesterday I really enjoyed my my one of the rare days I actually enjoy my job because I finished the script for it and uh, got the issue one under my belt. Seven more to go. Okay. I don't know when they'll announce it, but uh, you'll see it next year. You'll see it in 2022, so I'm excited about that. As a, you know... I don't want to say founding member of the Legion of Gary. I am excited to see what this will be. Of course, you know. Are you a founding your, member? Your fans, uh, just like me, of Log will be with you forever, no matter what you go I and have do. To go and, back and check the uh, check your credentials on that. But um, I do. You do. You. I know that you do. Kind of funny games does subscribe to the channel, so I'll give you credit for that. Thank you very much. I didn't think there was much else I had to do to be a member of the Legion of Gary. You know what well, I mean? To be I've a founding member, you have to be there from the very beginning. I was. What do you mean? I haven't supported you there? forever. I Were was there you in your old boring-ass I have access to very detailed oh, uh, analytics. I'll, yeah. go, I'll go check it out for you. Good, go ahead. I dare you to run the numbers. I, don't, I, 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 think, the, numbers. The, I think the numbers are bad for you, Greg. <laughs> you don't think I was going to back up the story, Barry? Yeah. <laughs> the numbers are not going to back you up. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, Gary, what have you been playing? What's been happening? How, what's happened in the week since you and I last talked? I got sucked into Death's Door. What a game. Ooh, Hell yeah. Very nice. Yeah, did it's, that happen after um, your ex-casta? Your well, ex-casta so here's the Patriots? thing. So I actually, I decided, I, I, I started playing it on Saturday morning. And I was like, I don't know, is this for me? Everyone's talking about it. I kind of feel like I need to at least check it out. And I got sucked into it a little bit. I thought, you know, let me play some of this on stream. And so I took it to the stream. And I actually, it's, it's one of those games that's actually really good to play on a stream because you've sure. got people in the chat that maybe they've already finished the game or mm-hmm. they know the game a little better. They can always give you hints and things sure. like that. Um. I'll say this, had people told me ahead of time that it was in any way soulsy, I would not have gone anywhere near it because I don't like punishing games. But I'm glad that that didn't happen because the difficulty level, while it is is quite a punishing game, and, you know, it takes, for me at least, because I'm not great at these kind of games, took me, I think I've downed five bosses now and anywhere between like five and 20 tries. The most recent one took me about 30 tries. I was this close to giving up. Um, but it's like, I feel like the difficulty is dialed just right for me. You know, like, it's like, oh, fuck this boss, but like, give me one more try at it. That's, the, that's what you, you want, right? And then yeah, when yeah. you finally get it, like, you feel really that great sense of achievement. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, I'm digging it. And, you know, the, the world is gorgeous. It's a beautiful looking game. Great music. Um, I understand when Paris was, was uh, saying last week on the X-Cast that he thought it would be in the game of the year conversation. Sure, I can see sure. it. I can absolutely see it. Really, really. The big really question fun. is now, Gary. Now that you've discovered the Elixir of Souls games, do nope. you need to jump into Demon Souls? Or what are you doing here? Are you getting <laughs> Dark Souls? Where you, you want to get? Not you need on. to go anywhere huh? near. Bloodborne. Soul Z. Soul Z. I can huh? maybe take Souls. Huh? No, thank you. Not your jam. Um, not gonna be your thing. 
the other thing is really, really stingy with achievements, Greg. Not I don't usually really care about achievements, but five bosses in, not a single achievement. What the fuck you is that? You hate to see it. You hate to give see it. Give me something. And this I is like, the thing. I like I like those games that give you like ten Gs just for pressing start. You know, of course. you feel good. You've you know, like, give me a little something. Give me a little tidbit to like get me going. Yeah, yeah. No, they. This is just there to grind you into dirt. You know what I mean? Leave you there in the dust. I'm sorry, Gary. Yeah. You'll get some achievements I, out of it. Though. I've never I've never played a game so stingy with achievements i'm actually intri intrigued to go look up what they are because if you're not going to give me anything for playing for i don't know i must have played for five hours five six hours over the weekend downed five bosses not a single achievement what the fuck i'm on trueachievements.com where i go to look at all my xbox achievements which is true uh you got 24 achievements over here for your 1000 you got yeah beat the game of course Beat the game only ever using an umbrella as you melee weapon. I will not use any spoilers here, everybody, by the way. Feed a boss a very specific thing. Do something. Yeah, these are like, yeah. Okay. They're all like wacky achievements, right? They're not just like beat the first boss, beat the second no, boss. No, yeah, like, there's, you know. It's, they're all kind of crazy. Upgrade the fire ones. ability, upgrade the bomb ability. Like, they want you to upgrade all your stuff. But like, yeah, listen to this character's magnum opus. Gain a devoted fan. Max out any of the four stats. Purchase 12 stat upgrades. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, they're pretty... Th these are like some sweaty achievements. These aren't just like congratulations on playing the game achievements like a lot of games give you. Here's a what lot I'll of games that, have right? a mix of both, right? They give you the, the easy ones to kind of get you in, start the trail of breadcrumbs, but then there's always a few on the back end that are like, shit, now I've got to go do these. These are all like that. These are all the tricky ones. It's very Well, here's the thing as like I'm reading it. Like, it, like it yeah, I was going to say, Barrett, you can definitely chime in here in a second because yeah. I know you have beaten it. and You didn't get the true ending, right? You stopped short of that because it was going to be... Yeah, there is one thing to get to the true ending or I was like, I don't... There's no good way to sure. track this. So then, yeah, my thing of looking through this is it doesn't seem like a punishing trophy list as much as it is like it wants you to do very specific things and, do you know, obviously, you know, upgrade all your shit which means you're gonna be playing a lot but then there is one here i'm sorry achievement list the, the true ending is a, a 100g secret achievement I, I i gotta say i am enjoying it i and i say that as someone who doesn't like boss fights in games i was complaining on the stream over the weekend is it after like 40 something years of game design are we really still fighting bosses is that the best idea that we've come up with for like game design like oh now you have to fight the big guy and he's got special ways to beat him and i know that i know there's been a lot of innovation within that idea like fighting bosses now is more interesting than it was 30 40 years ago but it's like really like we still haven't like evolved to like a post boss game design universe and maybe that's okay but but for someone who doesn't love boss fights um it's not it's not my favorite thing but again i'll say that the best compliment i can give death's door and i will be interested to talk to barrett and paris and people who have played it now that i've have a you know a common frame of reference with them is um the boss fights are i think are really really well done they're they're, they're classic kind of old school boss fights and i just feel like the difficulty is 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 driven is, is dialed just right it's like you rage quit but then 30 seconds later you're like no fuck this game's not gonna beat me i'm gonna want, beat yeah. it yeah it's, 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 it's dialed just right i like that it's a fine line to walk for a boss fight. But what you want, right, is to be that, all right, that's on me. You know what I mean? I should have dodged here instead of ducking there. I understand why yeah. I screwed this up. I, I'm ready to go back oh, and try again. Yeah, and it's so one, – one of the things that it does that I like um, is that the bosses don't have uh, health bars. The, the, the amount of damage you do on them is reflected – like in their actual appearance. So like you can kind of see them taking more damage and it's like, oh, he looks like he's really close, but I'm not sure if he's you know, one hit away yet. Like a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a health bar, you would know, right? That he's one yeah. hit. 
Um, but you kind of have to get, you kind of, you, you, like when you die and you're like, oh shit, maybe I was only one hit away. That kind of adds to the sense of frustration, but in a good way. I like it a lot. It'll definitely be on my game of the year shortlist, I think. Uh, before we get into the actual news of the day, one quick one from the nanobiologist himself says, Gary, some quick achievements you can get now are by yeah. talking again to the sidekicks you meet in each area. Talking to them after beating the boss gives you an achievement. Oh, cool. Okay, go. that's a good tip. Thank you. I'll go Don't do knock that. Them out. That's what Nano's here for. He's a good person. Uh, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about some news. Blizzard's president is gone. There's a new 2K franchise coming in, and Master Chief is coming to a car near you. We're going to tackle all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday of course you could also get all of those benefits and more for stuff like the kind of funny games cast of course recording live today on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can still write in to be a part of it but if you have no bucks toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny games no big deal you can watch us record kind of funny games daily live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games each and every weekday just like brand mats frank furter and the time lords 12 are uh if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you uh right now there's a brand new episode of ps i love you xoxo out it's talking about the continued dominance of the playstation 5 and why no matter how many things sony drops the ball on it keeps happening uh you can catch me a blessing talking about on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and of course podcast services around the globe on top of that like i said the kind of funny games cast is recording this afternoon patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you want to watch it live or write in to be a part of it on top of all that, if that wasn't enough, we are once again reminding you, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. We have put up the new platinum tier item. It is an amazing piece of art uh, celebrating Nick and Porty in Mick, Rick and Morty styles. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite ones uh, Rain's done since they started doing these for us. So you can get that, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames at the platinum tier level. Uh, thanks to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash and Honey, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <sighs> Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. Up it goes. Dozen. Gary, one week ago, you came to Kind of Funny Games Daily for a Widow Wednesday on Tuesday, as you do every Tuesday for Widow Wednesday, and you said this activision blizzard stuff is bullshit and i echoed it but you were much louder about it you were taking them to task you were saying heads must roll and today we have first blood uh from the executive team over there jay allen brack is out at blizzard uh we are reading from jason schreier at bloomberg blizzard president jay allen brack is leaving the company amid a cultural reckoning at parent activision blizzard incorporated over a california lawsuit alleging sexual discrimination and harassment Brack's departure was disclosed in an email to staff Tuesday, which was reviewed by Bloomberg. Brack will be replaced by Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara. Am I saying Mike Yabara right? I've met him once or twice, but Gary, he came from the old Xbox world, right? Yabara? Uh, Your guess the, is as good as mine on that one. I think the so. New, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. I'm, I'm like 90% sure, but I want to make sure. Uh, Mike Yabara, uh, the new co-leaders of Blizzard. Uh, the shares were down more than 4% in the first hour of trading Tuesday. 
Blizzard, maker of Warcraft and Diablo games, was the main subject of accusations contained in the lawsuit from a California state agency. Many of the allegations took place before Brack was named president in 2018. Still, Brack came under intense scrutiny after the complaint was filed over his leadership style. A video of Brack at a company event in 2010 resurfaced on social media, showing him on a panel with colleagues laughing off a question from a woman about the sexualization of female characters in the World of Warcraft game. Of course, we've talked about this video before. I forget if we've watched it on any kind of funny games daily, but it's been mentioned pretty much every time we bring this up. A harrowing video. Shout out to Kotaku. Uh, they put up an article yesterday with the woman in the video. They tracked her down to get her comments on this and everything going from it. And what's fascinating to read about is as you go through that, right? I love the perspective of her and how honest she is about being in that moment. Cause it is that thing of like, I, people have said, you know, why did she respond or why did she do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like it's this idea she talks about of she's in line. She's trying to come up with this question. She gets up there. She's nervous. She responds. She says it. They respond with a joke that, you know, people are trying to usher her off. The crowd boos her for this. And like one of the main things she was talking about that I loved in terms of the initial reaction wasn't even so much uh, the panel's response as much as the panel not stepping up and saying, Hey, shut the fuck up. Don't boo somebody for asking a question like this during a panel. I think it's a, a great read in terms of a window into not only hey this is a shitty situation as you already knew but hey why didn't somebody on that panel say at the very least shut these people up like tell everybody to stop booing and stand up for what's right but maybe i'm on a soapbox i'll stop for right now and get back to the article i apologize O'Neill ran an Activision game studio called Vicarious Visions before joining Blizzard as an executive in January. Yubara worked at, a, at Microsoft Corp. for nearly 20 years and managed Xbox online services before going to Blizzard in 2019. In a statement, Brack said his successors, quote, can be trusted to lead, the high, lead with the highest levels of integrity and commitment to the components of our culture that make Blizzard so special, end quote uh nanobiologist has my correction it's ibarra thank you very much uh jason uh, uh schreier of course someone who wrote the article from bloomberg right there bloomberg uh also had a tweet timeline of things involving everything that's gone on and i wanted to get that out before we even get into discussion all right so from jason's twitter i will read a timeline that will help clarify some things 2007 to 2008 activision and vivendi games slash blizzard merge blizzard largely left autonomous 2013 Bobby Kotick buys out Vivendi and seizes control of Activision Blizzard. Soon begins installing his own lieutenants at Blizzard. 2017 to 2018. With Blizzard revenues tanking, Activision starts pushing the company to cut costs, produce more games at a faster pace. 2018. Uh, Morheim, sick of Kotick, resigns. Brack takes over. 2018, um, 2018 to 2020. Blizzard's reputation smacked by Diablo Immortal, uh, Blitzchung, and World, uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. 2019 to present. Activision begins eliminating and consolidating many of Blizzard's non-game dev roles, closing offices in France and the Netherlands. 2021, lawsuit reveals that Blizzard had has had problems with sexual discrimination and abuse for years, both pre- and post-Activision. Today, Kodak ousts uh, Brack, which both shows that he's taken action and gives him an opportunity to exert even more control over Blizzard's operations. TBD, whether Blizzard will become a healthier workplace for women, but it will definitely become a very different company. Gary, one week ago, you come out here and you say, everybody's got to go. We got to gut this. We got to get all the poison out from the inside. This has happened now. What is your reaction? I have uh, better luck taking down hard to kill bosses in real life than they do in video games. Bada bing, bada boom. You know what I mean? There it is. Like Gary that. with the one-liner, ready to go. No, I, I didn't say anything last week that, that a lot of other people um, weren't saying. I maybe went a little bit 
further than some others by saying like all the senior management needs to go. Kotick, sure. Brack, uh, Townsend, they all need to go. Because for the simple, I mean, they've been there for a long, long time. Kotick, you know, the longest of all, I think. And you cannot, this is the thing I don't understand. When, when a company's culture is exposed as, as so deeply dysfunctional and toxic and polluted and dangerous and hostile as, as Activision blizzards, how can the person who presided over that culture for many years and essentially, and is, and is the, the, the one person who is the most responsible for that culture, how can they be in any way trusted to repair it or make it right when they're the ones that are responsible for it being fucked up in the first place? How, I mean, I do understand it, but like in a just world, the idea that he, that Bobby Kotick is still in a job today is outrageous in, in, in almost any other circumstance. If you were found to have done something this egregious at your job to have fucked up this badly, you, you security would be walking you out with a cardboard box full of your, the, the, your, the, your shit, your fucking action figures in a sad little cardboard box and your pot plant, you'd be you know, handing in your security credentials. You'd be gone that day. But we, as we all know, there are different rules for the masters of the universe. People like Bobby Kotick, right? They're untouchable. Sure. And that's why, and that's why I think what well, it's a good thing that Brack is gone. I said last week, Brack needs to go. Kotick needs to go. They all need to go. Um, and Brack's gone. Whether or not that is, you know, merely a sacrificial lamb, I guess remains to be seen. I don't, you know, we'll probably never fully understand the politics behind of all of the, behind all of this. Is it merely optics? Is it merely damage control? Probably, largely so. Yeah, they they, they need to give something up to the, you know, to 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 the gods in order to kind of you know atone and make it seem like they're doing the right things here. Um, as much, as much as I said this morning, early this morning on Twitter, Kotick needs to go next. He won't, he's untouchable. He mm. may, he may, mm. he's, he's too powerful. He knows where all the bodies are buried. I think even if he were open to the idea of going and the board tried to force him out, it would cost them a fortune. And at the end of the day, he makes them money. And I've said it a million times. That's all they care about. That's all so they care me, about. Let me bring that, that, in. That, that's the only reason you're seeing any movement now is because the stock price is dropping. They didn't give a fuck until they started losing money. Now suddenly they care. Well, here, Grezik writes into patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, Greg and Gary, JL and Brack is out of Blizzard. Is there any chance this actually leads to any meaningful change? Realistically, this feels like he's being sacrificed. Don't say scapegoated because it implies he's not responsible for the situation. To appease shareholders, all while affording Bobby Kotick the opportunity to further erode whatever boundaries remain between Activision and Blizzard. Please tell me I'm being too cynical. Thanks for all you do, Grezik. And it sounds like you don't think he's being too cynical, correct, Gary? No, I, th I think if there's ever a time to be really cynical, this is, this is a perfect um, chance for it. Act Activision is not a good company. It's not a good force in the gaming industry or in the world. It's a deeply toxic workplace. I don't think they really contribute very much creatively to the gaming world. I mean, like as I said, it's, it's basically a Call of Duty factory at this point. Like, what else do they do? of any interest i'd sure. be fascinated to, to 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 see like a glimpse at an alternate parallel universe where activision never stumbled onto making call of duty like what would they still be around what would they be doing if not that you know it's going to yeah. be interesting it's going to be interesting this year by the way because the new call of duty is the next the, the big announce is probably about a month or two away right they have to announce it soon that big call we'll of duty see game when they do it's going to be coming out under a big fucking cloud this year but it's, it's to your point right this is the crux and core of the argument of in into the question of Grezik, right of meaningful change it's going to have a cloud among us 
among video game podcasts, among the enthusiasts, the hardcore. This is something we talked about at length on PS I Love You today. Not about uh, the Activision Blizzard stuff, but more about the difference between the people who would go out of their way to, say, watch a Twitch live stream of a podcast or listen to it later or watch it on YouTube, right? Or make it. Like, we consume and live video games in a different way and then there is the majority the overwhelming majority in the mainstream that is like cool i have no idea who's making my games or what's happening i'm excited for a call of duty and so you figure like to your point the barnacle people that are horrible over there that are you know the bad part of activision are praying they make it that long that they're able to get to yes let's get to the release of a call of duty the announcement of call of duty to jack up the stock to reinflate the stock price right because even right now i'm looking at the nasdaq summary for activision blizzard right and you can see uh friday july 23rd it closes at 91.50 a share right and then tuesday july 27th it's at 84.05 then you know it's uh, thursday 83.57 uh monday august 2nd 82.76 today uh as of right now 78.78 right and I am not a stock guy. This, so the, like, thing is, it will, the thing is, it'll bounce back because we, unfortunately, we have short memories. All this stuff is ephemeral. Even, even something as deeply serious as this. But, you know, Blizzard's been through this before with the Hong Kong stuff and yeah. protests out of Blizzard. You know, and, and then suddenly, like, there's some other shiny object and we all move on to the next thing. This is the case, though, where I feel like if ever there's a time to, like, stay on them and, and demand meaningful change now is the time they got rid of brack but this isn't a blizzard problem this is an activision problem the- activision owns blizzard kotick is the man at the top and if you, I, I come back and say again if he presided over a culture this deeply toxic either he knew that was he either he knew that was the culture and he was fine with it in which case he's evil and he needs to go or he didn't know that that was the culture and as the boss of the company that makes him grossly negligent and he needs to go but he won't go because he's too powerful he makes him too much money um and he's too deeply dug in like he's probably the weirdest thing is even though everyone's got arcotic this and that probably got the safest job in america right now you, you can't get him out of there you cannot get him out of there and it's and it's and it's a and it's a real shame because i don't think he's been a good steward of that company activision it's it, i often feel about activision the way i feel about atari like a great great brand name that has just been diminished and diminished 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 through terrible management over the years yes they make a lot of money but they i feel like they contribute less and less and less and they, like, this is even with the toxic culture aside um like i remember when activision used to be a place that developed all kinds of really diverse an interesting games again now it's just call of duty call of duty call of duty and an occasional like remaster of something you know that they that they did back when the company was still interesting but he does ultimately he does need to go um but he won't that's it he really really needs to go but he won't they need the, the only way to restore trust both for the employees and the public at large and actually fix the problem is to bring in someone completely new who has a different perspective on this who isn't polluted by the sins of the past and can say you know what we're gonna we're gonna fucking change things around here you do not ask the person who burned down the house to rebuild it i don't like i don't and that's fucking common sense but when this much money is involved, common sense doesn't matter anymore. I here's my thing to Gresick's question: like, you know, is there any chance that this leads to meaningful change? And he's talking specifically about J. Allen Brack leaving. I think there is. I think again, I am not nearly as cynical or pessimistic as uh, Gresick and Gary come off. And I don't. I I refuse to live in a world where it is that Bobby Kotick is completely invulnerable to this and there there isn't a fear and there isn't a, a situation where the stockholders could be get oust him and figure this out but moving that aside just move that aside for one second let's not worry about that is there a chance this leads to meaningful change yes 
I believe there's meaningful change coming to Activision Blizzard, not because of Bobby Kotick, not because of the leadership, not because of these new co-presidents that I don't know anything about, right? None of them doing it. It's about the workers, and it's about them feeling empowered and them understanding that they have a voice in this. We saw it with the walkout last week, and while we've been live, Matt T.M. Kim writes at IGN.com, Activision Blizzard employees form coalition, reject CEO's choice of law firm. Law firm. Again, I'm reading live from IGN right now, Matt, Matt T.M. Kim. A coalition of workers from across multiple Activision Blizzard development studios calling itself ABK Workers Alliance has sent a joint letter to Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick and his executive leadership team criticizing the decision to hire the law firm uh, Wilmer Hale as a third-party auditor to review the company and ensure a healthier workplace. In the letter provided to IGN, employees from across the company's studios, including Activision, Beanox, Blizzard Entertainment, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Sledgehammer Games, Raven Software, and Vicarious Visions have expressed regret that recent actions from Bobby CEO Bobby Kodak did not quote meaningfully address workers demands following last week's high profile uh, employee walkout as you know uh, last week Activision Blizzard employees produced an open letter and walked out as a way to push for changes to Activision Blizzard's working culture following a lawsuit from the California Department of Fair employment and housing claiming Activision Blizzard consistently mistreats female and minority workers. Activision Blizzard employees also published a list of demands with a view towards protecting vulnerable employees. These requests included uh, ending forced arbitration in employee employee agreements, adopting inclusive hiring and recruiting practices, uh, increasing pay transparency, and an audit performed by a neutral and third party. In response, CEO Bobby Kotick sent a letter to employees saying the company, uh, company's initial response to the CDFEH's uh, lawsuit against Black Division, Activision Blizzard for gender discrimination was tone deaf. As part of the process to improve working conditions, Kotick announced that the law firm Wilmer Hale, led by uh, partner Stephanie uh, Avakian, uh, will conduct third-party audit of the company and policies and procedures. Wilmer Hale is the subject of the ABK Workers Alliance new letter to Kodak and Activision, Bleeder, Activision Blizzard leadership. On the demand to bring in a third-party auditor, uh, the ABK Worker Alliance says it rejects the selection of Wilmer Hale for several reasons. This includes Wilmer Hale's conflicting interest due to its pre-existing relationship with Activision Blizzard and its executives. Uh, Wilmer Hale's history of discouraging workers' rights and collective action and Stephanie Avakian's history of protecting the wealthy and powerful. Uh, the ABK Workers Alliance letter calls on Kodak and the executive leadership team to fully address the list of demands. The employees have also outlined steps they are taking internally to improve their workplace, including worker-to-worker mentorships, open listening sessions, and community meetings. IGN has learned that Activision Blizzard leadership has received the letter and is currently reviewing it. Uh, they have the entire letter published here, which is much longer and goes through, obviously, more detailed stuff. Uh, the Wilmer Hale stuff, right, uh, when they got annou- announced that they were going to be doing this as the law- uh, lawyers, everybody was like, they're the union busting law, law firm, right? They're the ones that come in to make sure people don't unionize and don't do it. So taking that, which I know is an, a story all its own, but bringing it into this question with Grezik and meaningful change, that's meaningful change. Meaningful change is these workers understanding that they have a spotlight right now and a microphone, and this is the chance to scream from the mountaintops that they won't accept business as usual. They won't go back to how it was. And I know that that's terrifying. And this is where we come back around, Gary, right, to what you're always talking about with unions, which is... One person can be fired, pushed away, tossed aside, right? But if you band together, right, you become one thing where you are doing collective bargaining, where you are making demands as one, then you have the workforce power to make management listen. Am I wrong about that? Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. 
um, you know, the 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 Kotick letter that came out. First of all, the whole Fran Townsend thing drives me fucking crazy. Dude, she put, she's got to fucking go. She, she's got to fucking go. She puts out a tone deaf letter. And then she starts tweeting stuff about, you know, the, the dangers of whistleblowing, whistleblowing, which is exactly what got us to this Actual demons, demons running this do fucking you, do, I mean, and, 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 and again, anyone else who wasn't in a position of being like protected because they're so high up the chain would have been out the door by now. Do you, do you think that she was called into Kotick's office? By Just that, and, 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 let me, and, let me and, read. What the like, dude, can you imagine a scene where Kotick has her in his office? Fran, what the fuck do you think you were doing? The company's in a really precarious position right now, and you're putting out these bullshit tweets and blocking employees on Twitter. Pack your shit and go. If, do you think you any know, conversation like that has happened? Of course, fuck. No, of course not. But if you not. miss this, I want to read from Kotaku because Kotaku has this one up from Luke Plunkett. This one up on Sunday. <laughs> Activision Blizzard's torture apologist executive is now black- blocking employees on Twitter. Over the weekend, uh, amidst all the turmoil and toxic publicity being generated by the investigation and subsequent lawsuit from the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing over the company's abusive workplace conditions, Activision Blizzard's Fran Townsend thought it would be the perfect time to tweet, quote, the problem with whistleblowing and quote to recap this is a woman who in the wake of the dfeh's suit becoming public sent an email to staff calling it meritless and was so widely criticized it was specifically mentioned as a cause of last week's walkout while calls for her removal sacking from offense the- greg it's a sacking offense i mean that's calls stupid. for her removal from her position as sponsor for the company's women's network are also increasing in a previous and more public uh, position prior to her appointment in march as activision blizzard's vice president of corporate affairs corporate secretary and chief compliance officer townsend uh, once served assistant to president for to the president for homeland security and counterterrorism during the Bush administration, where she was responsible for stuff like this, and then it's a bunch of different things here, right? Of uh, she was one of the big boosters behind raising the national quote terror threat level during the Bush's uh, close uh, during Bush's close 2004 reelection campaign, based on three year old evidence. Uh, decision Homeland Security Chief Tom Ridge later said he was uh, politically pressured into making, and then head of and it goes on of all the stuff she did over there that was fucked up too. This, this is why I say don't listen to what they say, watch what they do, because. Yeah. Kotick had eventually had to, again, when the stock price started to drop, that's the only thing that moved him. In the the initial days and weeks, the top man, the head of the company, the person who is chiefly responsible, not a a word out of him, right? Because he's like, I'll just keep my head down and it'll blow over. Because he doesn't really care about anything other than himself and his his own remuneration and his yachts and his fucking houses and all that. But he doesn't care how many fucking uh, suffering, miserable employees he has to step over to, to enrich himself. Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Because again, when I read that Kotick letter, I'm like, I could be reading any one of these other letters. Oh yeah. Seen in the recent. Oh, we're going to step back and listen, and it's time for change. Just send it straight to the trash. That shit is boilerplate. Don't even read it. It's not worth the fucking paper it's written on. Watch what they do. And so far, what they have done is brought in a company which has a long and ignominious history of siding with top executives and slapping down and disenfranchising employees. So, I mean, what you know, we're not fucking stupid. We can see what you're doing. Activision Blizzard is a deeply, deeply damaged company right now. They've got serious fucking problems. World of Warcraft is going in the tank. A once great game, one of their biggest cash cows. People are leaving it in droves, not just because of the toxicity issues, but that's also part of it. People were leaving before that because the game is just bad now. And there are, and, there, and, and for the first time in a long time, there are better options available. There are other MMOs out there that people are enjoying playing more. They took one of the crown jewels of gaming and they, and they fucked it up. World of Warcraft is really, really struggling right now. And I get it. It's hard for a, for a big MMO to stay on top for as long as it has. But they, they have systemic 
management issues. And maybe it is all part of the toxicity. Maybe that kind of entitlement that you get at the top or the kind of stuff that you can read in the, in the government's letter, they're just sitting around playing Call of Duty all day and they don't give a fuck. That's toxic, but it's also maybe the reason why their games are becoming more and more shit and people are losing interest in it. Either way, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come back to the, to the same point. This will only change when there is a complete clear out of all the top executives who are responsible for this. Brack needs to be the first of many fucking dominoes to go and not just a, are you happy now? We got rid of someone yeah, kind right. of broken thing. That's what I suspect it will be. I think there's a chance that Fran Townsend loses her job as she well. She has to. I don't, but I, as much as Kotick is the person who needs to go the most, because you can't put once you get once you get to Kotick, his desk, that's where the buck stops. He can't say, oh, well, it was this person or that person. Who went, well, you fucking hired that person. So ultimately, it all comes back to you anyway. You were asleep at the switch. Either you were negligent or you didn't care. Either way, this is not good enough. And again, the problem is, as long as they're making money, there will now, not hold on. change. The only reason why you're seeing change now is they're starting to lose money. And they will probably continue to lose money, right? I know that there's this ongoing debate of like, well, what can one fan do with your money and yada, yada, right? It comes into bigger partnerships. Uh, over in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, uh, Charles Jacobson switched, uh, switched? Slipped, that's what I was looking for. Slipped me this link uh, from Dextero.com. T-Mobile disappears as CDL and Overwatch League sponsor amid Activision Blizzard lawsuit. Uh, I'm reading again from Dextero. This is Theo uh, Salone. Uh, in the wake of Activision Blizzard's ongoing discrimination lawsuit, it appears that Call of Duty League and Overwatch League have quietly lost their formerly prominent T-Mobile partnership. On July 20th, oh, it's re stuff capping all the stuff we know. Uh, interesting, the league's main non-gaming sponsor, T-Mobile, seemingly disappeared fully during the event, despite it being the most watched broadcast of the season. Oh, this is what was happening uh, August 29th through August 1st. Uh, upon a deeper dive, the T-Mobile logo seems to have been taped over on the players' jerseys, while the brand was removed from all broadcasts segments and from uh, the CDL's website. Additionally, uh, that seems to have happened on Activision's sister league, Owl. Uh, the above screenshot is, uh, yeah, is, is them talking about it being removed or whatever. But this is what you're talking about, right, Gary? Where it's like, yeah, lose the big sponsorships, the big deals, the big hits. Get in there and see those people do it, let alone the fact that we're talking about stock prices right now and as stock falls, we're talking about you know, we're talking about gamers, right? And the mainstream gamer, Call of Duty person, not knowing. As this then gets out, right? As this story gets bigger, as it gets more mainstream attention, you're getting more of Wall Street's attention, which again then has. That's them the great thing about it getting the mainstream attention. I mean, I've seen this, you know, like on national cable news. It's been, you know, it's been picked up. It was in USA Today. It's this is like the the, the most that something has blown up in a company's face in a long time and other brands again they're they want to protect their own investments and their bottom line and they don't want to be associated with a toxic brand you start you, you start to see the power the, the the consumer as they organize boycotts like one you know not playing the blizzard games is one thing but like don't do business you know don't do business business with other companies that are doing uh, business with Activision right. and let and let them know the reason why and eventually eventually if enough people do that and stick to it you might just start to hit them the only place that matters which is you know, in their in their wallets. I think it's going to be I, 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 come, coming back to it. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with you know because right now that I guarantee what 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 they're doing right now is they are in the midst of like preparing their big media marketing reveal rollout for the new Call of Duty game, right? Because it comes regular as clockwork. Because again, we know Activision doesn't innovate anymore. It's every fucking September or whenever it is, there's a new Call of Duty game. That's all they do. It's literally all they do. It's like fucking Jaws. All that shark does is eat, sleep, and make little sharks. It's all, <laughs> it's all, it's all, 
It's all it's, it's all Activision does at this point. It's in in incredibly predictable. And so with a certain amount of, of confidence, I can predict that right now the marketing departments at Activision is filled with people going, we have to figure out how to roll out this Call of Duty game under this cloud. Do we like do we have to factor that in now? Do we just ignore this? Do we just go all in? Like, do we like do we do something? Like, how do we how do we make the best out of this so that we can salvage this year's Call of Duty games. Um, the people at the people EA have got to be fucking rubbing their hands together right now. It's a very cynical view, but like how many people are probably thinking, fuck it, I'll just go play. Battlefield looks good already. 2042 yeah. looked looks looked good before all this. Maybe I'll just switch over there, you know? Yeah. That is the big question, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, we will continue to see the fallout of this lawsuit and see what else happens over there as a company uh, that is Activision Blizzard clearly needs to be shaken up. And uh, we need to obviously support the workers over there. Uh, speaking of supporting the workers, terrible Greg way. Remember, patreon.com slash kind of funny games is where we ask you to go to be part of the show to support us and help us make kind of funny content. Of course, if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can get these episodes of kind of funny games daily with a post show, but more importantly for right now, without ads. But you're not there, Jack. So let me tell you about our sponsors. This show is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Well, now you can get the snacks, drinks, and household essentials that you need in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAME, Games 2021. For our Canadian listeners, use code GAMESCA. That's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021 in the US and GAMESCA in Canada. Don't forget that's code GAMES2021 or GAMESCA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. We're also brought to you by Honey. We all shop online and we've all seen that promo code Fieldtonis at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for the coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Kind of funny, loves honey. Tim tells you all the time that you should click that dang honey button. It saved us a ton of money shopping online and it can save you money too. Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have honey, you can be straight up missing out on free savings. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. And it's time for number two on the Roper Report. Uh, we're going to talk about a new 2K franchise incoming. This is Tyler Lyles over at IGN.com. Taylor Lyles over at IGN.com. Uh, we already know Take-Two Interactive subsidiaries have a slew of projects in the works. And today, we know that Take-Two subsidiary 2K has a new franchise in the works, and it's slated to be revealed later this month. According to Take-Two's first quarter earnings report, 2K's new franchise will be unveiled this month with confirmation that the game will launch sometime during this fiscal year. For context, that means this new original game will launch anywhere between now and March 31st, 2022. The new franchise reveal is part of four, quote, 
immersive core releases planned for 2022 fiscal year from Take Two Interactive, which also includes NBA 2K22 and WWE 2K22 from 2K and Visual Concepts and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands from Gearbox. But Take Two also had some other games slated to come out this fiscal year, including the independent 2D uh, skateboarding game Ali Ali World, 10 mobile games, in addition to six new iterations of prior releases, including GTA 5 for Xbox Series X slash S and PS5, a standalone release of GTA Online, Kerbal Space Program Enhanced Edition, as well as three games that have yet to be officially announced. Looking into the future beyond the 2022 fiscal year, Take-Two Interactive also has additional games coming from its subsidiaries. This includes a new entry in the Bioshock franchise uh, from Cloud Chamber, and rumors suggest that a new entry in Grand Theft Auto may release within the next few years. Gary, can you, 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 you're one of these guys. You make the movie. You re- you're writing a book. You make a comic book. You know, you're doing movie. all this different no, You were doing like an Italian thing. You're making a movie. What was that? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've I noticed. I'm very, the, the screws aren't on tight today. I didn't purposely do a making a movie, but I, yeah, make a, you're making yes, movies. That's the one, a spicy video game. When you set off to do any of the things you do, do you sit there and go, you know what? I'm not working on one project. I'm launching a new franchise. Do you no. think about no, and that was and that was what was I thought was interesting. That was actually going to be my my comment on this is that you've, you've noticed how the video game industry now has evolved to a point where we don't we don't make games anymore. We don't launch video games. We launch franchise. Everything's a franchise now because you know nobody's interested in just making like a one. It's very similar in films in uh, in my business. So no one's interested in television as well. No one's interested in making just like a one and done thing. Yeah, it's always like, is it sustainable? Can this be the beginning of like when I go pitch a movie these days or I pitch a TV show, half of it is pitching the movie or the TV show. And then the other half is pitching like how this can be sustainable across multiple iterations. Like you don't like when you go when you pitch a TV show now, you don't you don't just pitch like a pilot or a, or even a first series. You have to pitch like three series. To indicate right. that you've got a roadmap for success, like if the show is a hit and people want more, you have to, you know, demonstrate that you that the show, you know, has a has a premise and a and a setup that is that is sustainable for that. So, oh shit, we've got a hit, but we can't, you know, build it out. We want to know what the spinoffs are. We want to know what you know all the franchise ability is. It's the same in video games. So once yeah, we launch a new franchise, it's also very very. First of all, I don't I, I I don't know what the alternative is, but it always bugs me every time we use the word franchise or IP. Like, leave sure. that to the lawyers. Those are business terms. Those aren't creative terms. So I don't know what the alternative is. why you would like, I prefer to say, like, series or universe. I don't know. It's something that just doesn't feel like I'm wearing a suit and tie when I talk about franchise and intellectual property and stuff like that. But it's also, it's extremely arrogant, I think, to say, oh, this is our new franchise. Like, what if the first game's a flop? It ain't a fucking franchise then, is it? Because you ain't going to no. make another one. Exactly, um, yeah. And, you this, know, this, how many this, times you, have you seen that? We see all the time people launch stuff and be like, this is a multimedia actual thing right this is going to be huge this is going to be i stand don't get me wrong but every i want you to put down your pitchforks I, honestly 90 percent of you probably won't know what i'm talking about but the 10 percent of you that didn't loved it right i loved insomniac's song of the deep it was one of those games that was published by gamestop when they were trying to do that thing i loved it even i found it ridiculous that song before song of the deep was even a thing they launched it and they had funko pops and they had this and they had they were treating it like it was a rick and morty or like it was this thing that was already established and you knew it was going to be huge now granted insomniac don't care right make the money get what it get whatever this is the agreement get it in GameStop stores blah 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 but like song of the deep didn't blow up but like they were all about trying to get that and i remember you know the other side of that is i remember when playstation uh, horizon had already been announced and playstation 
marketing whoever at the time was quoted as being like, oh man, we see so much franchise potential and like we want to do books and we want to do movies and we want to do comics. And, we, and it was like, whoa, slow down. Is the game going to be good? Obviously that bet worked out, but so many games get announced and launched like that where people are like, oh, this is the next big thing. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's pretty much all there is now. And it's weird because if you think about like two of the biggest franchises in pop culture history, right, from the last 50 years, Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. that, was, that was made and largely intended to be one movie. George definitely had ideas for, you know, a, a wider story, but there's a reason why Star Wars ends in a pretty fucking definitive way, right? They blow up the Death Star, they get their medals. That's the end. If, if, if that movie had been only like a middling success or a flop and they right. never made another one, it still would have stood on its own as a complete story, the beginning, middle, and end. And the only, um, you know, thing given to the idea that there might be more is kind of Darth Vader spinning off, you know, they don't kill him. They, they keep it open. It's like, just in case this is a hit, let's leave another door open, sure. right? But, but, the, but clearly the point was, like, we can, that's not we're, not, we're not assuming we're making a trilogy here, right? That's why, you know, they ended up kind of making up stuff to some extent as they went along with, the, with, with Empire and Jedi. Look at look even look at the MCU, which we now hold up as like the standard bearer of like how you build a franchise. We talk about this all the time in the movie business. People go, oh, we you know we want to do another MCU. And Marvel didn't think that way. Marvel wasn't like, oh, we want to build an MCU. They were just like, let's just make Iron Man. Let's make one fucking good movie. No, they did. They announced that they were doing that, and they had no, the Easter no, no. Egg they and were like, they, I, there's a reason. Again, there's a reason why that. There's a reason why the the, the whole stuff about oh, the Avengers is stuck away at the end of the Tack credits, on, yeah, yeah. right? They don't. They don't like. They, oh, they hang. Oh, this is going to be the beginning of like a new thing. I'm sure they had ambitions for it, but the point was they didn't build that first movie around the whole idea, whole idea of like this is only legitimate if we make a lot more of it. Okay, Stand, that's fair. Just like the original stats, uh, just like the original um, uh, uh, Star Wars, it stands on its own as a standalone film. It leaves you wanting more, and it suggests there is maybe more to come, and you never definitively close that door. And even if you do, even if you kill off all your characters, I guarantee Hollywood, when there's money to be made, will always find a way to bring them back, always. Um, it's similar to how Tom Cruise was launching the Dark Universe, and that was a huge hit. Remember when they yeah. announced the Dark Universe? There, there's a perfect yeah. example. Dark Universe. We're going to do all these movies. First one was a flop. That, never heard of the Dark Universe. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and so, you know, it's 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 a big risk that, that when you do that. But this is the model that we're in now. Video video games at the AAA Indies are fine. But video games at the at the AAA level don't get made now just as a one-off. They want to know how this is the first one in a franchise. The first one's always the hardest one to make, right? Like, now, okay, so, like, for, for example, like outside, I'm not saying there'll be one, but like, let's say the Outsiders Two, and sorry, Outriders, Outriders. Outriders, Outriders, Outriders Two will be an easier game to sell and market than the first one because now it's a known quantity. The first one's always the trickiest one because like no one knows what it is. You have to you have to prove it to people. There's no brand awareness behind it. Like, how do you how do you get people to you know to pay attention to this? Once you get that first one under your belt and you get to make you know uh, X you know Outriders or whatever Division, whatever it Far Cry, whatever it might be, two, three, four, five, six, then it becomes a known quantity. It's easy. It's easier to sell each one. I remember when I was editor in chief of PC Gamer years ago. Sierra Online, the company that made it back in the day that published it, were begging me to put Half Life on the cover of PC Gamer. I don't know what the fuck that is. Half Life. What is that? No one's ever heard of it. It obviously ended up becoming one of the greatest games of all time. When Half Life Two came around, we were begging them to get the exclusive on, it. and they're like, "Aha, the shoes on the other foot now, isn't it?" Because once you <laughs> once it becomes a proven quantity it becomes that much easier to make more so that's all they want they take a risk on the first game with but only with the assumption that if it is a hit they can build out and build out and do the two three four thing because that's the pretty much the entire business model now at the triple a level 
Agreed. Now, all that said, like uh, there, are, of course, has been rumors. Uh, we thought it was going to maybe be an E3 thing before they were real. They weren't doing like that at E3. But where's this Marvel XCOM game? If the Marvel XCOM game got announced, then clearly that's going to be a franchise and sign me up. Let's go, baby. Let's go. You know what I'm saying over there? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Gary. Uh, number three on the Roper Report, also out of this same stuff because there's so much take two uh, news out of this uh, thing. Uh, I, I titled this one Water Wet GTA 5 Unstoppable. Uh, this is Giuseppe uh, Nelva over at Twinfinite. Today, Take-Two Interactive Software announced new sales numbers for the unstoppable Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2 during its quarterly financial conference call. We learned that Red Dead Redemption 2 is now at over 38 million units shipped worldwide. Grand Theft Auto V is now at over 150 million units. Uh, the or shipments. The Grand Theft Auto series has shipped over 350 million units cumulatively. Uh, the Red Dead Redemption franchise has shipped over uh, 60 million units uh, cumulatively. Of course, the online portions of both games also showcased strong performance. No shock there. Just keep telling you that number keeps going up and it's getting. Every, every, every time you hear it, though, it's like you do have to take a moment to go, man. That is like unlike that is unlike anything else we've ever seen, right? GTA Five. This is actually kind of a nice addendum to the conversation we just had about you know what you ship you ship a, a, a big game so you can ship the next one the next one you can become so very rarely happens gta 5 may be the only example of it but a game can become so successful you don't need to ship the next one like rockstar's thinking yeah gta 6 will get to it one day but like who fucking needs it like we we, we literally wouldn't know where to put the money like we yeah, make so like they already make so much money just doing all the you know the online stuff and the and the dlc content for gta 5 and people keep buying it they keep they're still buying it like each new generation grows up and discovers GTA 5 and plays it. Still looks good after all these years. For a game that came out, when did GTA 5 come out? I can't remember, but it was in the, X, oh, it was in the PS3, 20, Xbox 360 13. generation. It's now in its third hardware generation on consoles. And it's still yeah, 2013, insanely, it. insanely popular. That's the thing of, you know, to double back a story to how Taylor uh, Lyles at IGN signed off, right? Uh, and rumors suggest that a new entry in Grand Theft Auto may release within the next few years. Like, that's how far out you're padding that statement. Now, and this isn't Taylor. This is literally people being like, well, yeah, I'm sure they're working on a GTA, but like, what, why would they ever, why, why would they get in the way of this thing that people keep buying and keeps charting and like keeps making that money hand over fist? Like, don't worry about it. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, though, Gary. Master Chief is in your car if you want him. Uh, this is Eddie over at GameSpot. Google's Waze service has teamed up with Microsoft for a Halo-themed takeover where Master Chief will give you driving directions in real life to help you get where you're going. You can drive with Master Chief and have your real car visualized as a warthog. Or you can ride with Ashuram, the banished war chief, uh, giving you directions as your car is displayed as a ghost. Uh, the Halo Copilot feature, as it's called, is available in English, Spanish, French, and Portuguese, and it features what sounds like Master Chief voice actor Steve Downs uh, himself, uh, giving you directions and saying things like, "In half a mile, turn left. Uh, the Halo Takeover is only available for a limited time as part of the effort to promote the launch of Halo Infinite this year. Greg, give me your Master Chief again. Uh, let me go to the classic line. In a half mile, turn left. It's not bad. It's not good. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, I want you to know that, like, and when I go to the Greg Miller audio files, whereas, like, and, and my wife will tell you today, I made her, she tried to skip a song on Alexa. Uh. I told her to go back because that was the Undertaker's bong. 
And she's like, how do you know that's, the, that's just a bell? That's just a bell ring. And I'm like, I know it's Undertaker's bong. I don't yeah. know what song this is, but it's boom. Like, oh, I know yeah, what that, know that is. It's a, it's a very specific pitch. You've all seen me dead to rights on many a live react. Be like, oh, that's Nolan. Oh, that's Corey. I, 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 haven't, watched, I haven't watched wrestling I in years. That used, that used to be my favorite thing. You know how, like, whenever whenever big wrestlers have their intro yeah. and you, the, oh, Undertaker's the music plays. Whenever you used to hear that first bong and the crowd would go wild, you're like, <laughs> oh, we're in for some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, though, all that said, I'm, I got, I, I know what Master Chief is. I'm like Cortana, I'm fucking stupid, and I'm running around shooting things. Why are you talking like yeah, Rocky? It's, it's you're it's, doing it's a Rocky a tough one because it's me. Ah, the problem, the, the problem I've Halo's always had with out of the space. I got to stop it. Look at the triangle thing. And the triangle the thing's problem, like, what do you mean? Like, boom, boom, boom. the problem they've, they, they've always had with That's Master Chief is that he's thing. such a cipher. You know, yeah, helmet can't see his face, can't emote, can't ever be expressive. And even in the voice, it is that just kind of, yeah, let's go. Like, it's just kind of like, no one really, no, no one's really, no one, like, if you actually knew that person in real life, be the most boring fucking He's person. He's the most vanilla parsley person. And I get it because you want it, you want, you, oh, I'm Master Chief. I'm running around with this stupid needler thing. This is cool. They want hey, you to be walking. Hey, the needler's fucking cool. All right, Greg? It's it's I will he's, have so, he's, no he's shit just so talk fucking on the stoic. There's like no personality there. It's a tough one. I like the Halo games, but I do think there's a bit of a personality vacuum. Yeah, when we're uh, talking about the, the first one, I feel that's, like he, that's why that's why I think that uh, Halsey and uh, there are other characters in the, in the Halo universe that are far more interesting uh, than Chief. But uh, no, I mean, look, yeah, look it's the, we said it before, right? 20th year of Halo, 20th anniversary of Halo, 20th anniversary of the Xbox this year. You are going to start to see now the real power of a multi-billion dollar company's marketing division going to full overdrive. You're going to get, you know, Master Chief Frosted Flakes. You're going to get the Axe Body Spray. You, we already saw some of it last year, remember, when they thought it was coming out last year? Yeah. But yeah, it was yeah, too yeah. late to pull the merch. So we got a good preview of it. Yeah, you're going to get the GPS voice. You're going to... It, it's 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 going to be you know, it, get ready for a lot of chief and halo shit over the next few months like not just in video games but like at the local market fucking everywhere you go <laughs> car it's going yeah you'll be able to get it wherever you want to uh, and if that wasn't enough xbox news to end the show number five on the rope report we have a brand new xbox controller color it is aqua shift if you want to toss it up or there you probably are sorry i'm covering up with the live feed there it is you're nailing it Barrett. i apologize uh, as we, this is from uh, Xbox. As we continue to dream up new designs and find new ways to delight our fans, we are always looking for ways to elevate your Xbox gaming experience. We'll get ready to take your Xbox wireless controller experience to a whole new shimmery level. Today, we announced the Xbox wireless controller AquaShift Special Edition for your holding pleasure. AquaShift uh, features a surreal color shifting blue shimmer that you need to see to believe. Uh, playing, uh, playing with the way. Playing with the way the prismatic color moves across your controller, you'll feel like Aqua Shift comes to life in your hands, inspired by the fantasy that gaming brings into our lives. We know this mystical beauty will add that magic your controller collection needs. Uh, Dope-ass controller. Dope-ass controller, Gary. Are you buying this? Are you in? Yeah, we were saying before the uh, before the show went live that I got sucked into a little bit into collecting uh, Xbox controllers now. I I just went and got the electric vault one, you know, that really kind of yeah, yeah. really aggressively lime green one. I really like that. I'm gonna I I, the, I have like 15, 20 Series X controllers sitting around. I last Jesus fucking thing I need right now. I know the the it's gap, a problem, between, man. It's, the it gap. hasn't even been a year since the console. He hosts an Xbox know. podcast. Let him be. Yeah, I can see I like five of them just on my desk Jesus. here. I mean, they're fucking. I have four everywhere. of them. I've only owned a Series S for. 
what a week and a half and i already have four <laughs> I mean, controllers look, I'm a, I'm a, i feel like look, it's, it's too I, much I don't re- i've never really collected anything i could see myself like being a collector of these because i do have a few hard to get ones that you know that, that aren't you know aren't always available like the special edition influencer ones and stuff like that and it's like i get it the gap between need and want it's a vast oh, vast yeah. chasm but that's okay sometimes you know look everyone's it's been this last year has been miserable let me have some nice little treats let me have a controller if i want it here's my thing for you and this is obviously me on the outside right i'm over on the ps i love you playstation 5 side looking in i got my all black controller my all my dual sense right that playstation was lucky enough to finally let me purchase and let the world purchase they actually sent me mine for free uh but here's the thing is i get it this is a beautiful xbox controller but you guys have the design lab you have the ultimate ace up your sleeve like that's where i would be wasting all my money and i have two design lab controllers bouncing around here yeah actually they're both on my desk i got my cock can't cook one of course supporting x cast paris lily of course what was the color scheme thinking there that kind of monochromatic scheme i like black and white a lot i like i, I don't want to get hot. crazy with them right i like it to be simple yeah. and that my original one was this uh uh, game over Greggy, uh, blue and the white. To be I like, like that yeah. one. Yeah, the kind of funny yeah. colors. That's the Greg Miller exactly. blue, as a lot of people say. They do. Uh, everyone knows blue is my favorite color. And yeah. when you think it kind of funny, you think who's the biggest so, fan of blue? You think of Andy, we, then you think of me. Yep. We did two. We did two design labs. I did one in my uh, Tottenham Hotspur colors, kind of navy blue, white, and yellow, which I thought looked good. My kid, she loves purple and pink, so she did one that was all purple and pink. That's her controller now. Um, and yeah, the design lab is. Great. I wish Sony did something you know, equivalent. To Everybody it. It would be does. brilliant if Everybody they, if they could, if, that. If they could match oh, that, because awesome. their controllers are, you know, again, I think in the in the controller wars, Sony kind of has the edge with the technology right now with the dual sense and the haptics and stuff. Definitely, uh, and overall, I think it's just a better looking controller, but. You know, like it took them what? It's almost the PlayStation is almost a year old now, and they oh here's a red one and a black one. Like it could not be less imaginative. Whereas Microsoft's pumping out like interesting st- stuff all the time, and go design literally any one of like I don't know like a trillion color combinations, make it your own, and then stuff like this you can't even get in Design Lab. This this kind of aqua thing I've noticed in technology. And the color shifting thing where you hold it up to the light and it changes yeah. from like pink to purple. Yeah, it's got like glitter and stuff. Like that's not available in Design Lab. Well, it's right? very, yeah, you can't do it in the Design Lab, and yeah. it, it, it and it's uh, it's very very. It's I think it's a very popular. If it's what I'm thinking of, it's a very popular um, thing in cell phones right now. Like a lot of Android cell phone manufacturers have these uh, very kind of shiny reflective backs that are a similar color, and when you hold it up to the light, you know it kind of changes. It almost has that kind of lenticular. You know, there's old lenticular cards that would kind of change as oh, yeah. you um, as you would hold them up to the light from different angles. So I just see what it looks like. It does sound like there's almost kind of like a motion effect or a kind of reflective light effect. I think it just looks cool. It's an it's a, it's a seductive cool. color, aqua. It's kind of like too. It's got like a toothpastey kind of aqua fresh kind of vibe to it. I mean, I'm down. I'm I'm gonna get one. Well, you can pre-order it now. It'll be available August 31st. Uh, 70 bucks is the price By the tag way, did it. you see the McDonald's PlayStation 5 controller that they had to pull? What the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, man, I have no idea how that happened. The Australian McDonald's posted a dope-ass oh McDonald's uh, PlayStation controller saying they were going to give away, and PlayStation's like, we didn't agree to this. Yeah, they're like, you yeah, know what? You did. We're sorry. Yeah, and, yeah, and by the way, I'm sure they said this is a fucking whack-ass, ugly controller. You're not putting that shit no, out there. Oh, that, that controller was controller. dope. It was, it was so bad. It, it was so bad. It was kind of good. Exactly. My, 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 exactly. My, my, my favorite thing was a bunch of people saying, I like it, but where are the chicken nuggets? They kind of felt like they left out the chicken Ooh, nuggets. Yeah. Give me some chicky nuggies, you know? You gotta have some nuggies. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what? I want that McDonald's controller. I'm sure they'll come to their senses and sell it, but that's going to be so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and shop. Grop, shop, shop, shops, shops. Where would I go, Gary Witta? Um... 
the official list of upcoming. <laughs> <laughs> we are off the fucking rails today, and I'm having a great time. It's one of those days. Uh, the official list of upcoming software on each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today in Sound Mine on PS5, Xbox Series X slash S, Switch and PC, Castle of Pixel Skulls DX on PS4, Hunter's Arena Legends, PlayStation 4, PS5, that is a PlayStation Plus game, uh, Dragon Star Varen, uh, Switch. Here comes Nico on PC, Memory Lane 2 on Switch, Illicit Action from Red Dead Online, Blood Money continues this week with the next opportunity from the Jewels of the West series taking shape in Rhodes as the uh, Il Sorvano, uh, a precious yellow diamond, makes its way through the state of Lemion. Uh, I just want to point it's Dragonstar Varnir. Uh, I, I think it's like Varnum or some some shit, some made up shit, Greg. What was that? Varnir. 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 I'm punishing myself. So oh, no, Varnier. don't punish yourself. Jesus that Christ. Must be punished. That must be punished. Oh, uh, price of Power, Thane Coop. And the sixth season of Journey have arrived in Gwent, the Witcher card game. And The Ramp, affectionately known in some circles as Tiny Hawk, is dropping into PC today. Uh, new dates for you. Art of Rally will come to Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Game Pass 4, console slash PC, and Switch on August 12th. And then The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Aftershock up, Aftershocks update is coming September 23rd. If that wasn't enough for you, I got deals of the day for you. Xbox announced Game Pass updates for the month of August, or at least so far. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods is coming August 5th to cloud, console, and PC. Dodgeball Academia is coming to console, cloud, and PC. August 5th looks cool. We were talking about this on PS I Love You yesterday. Uh, Katamari Damacy Reroll comes to cloud, console, and PC August 5th. Luminous Reminds. Luminous Remastered. Yeah, Lumines, as I called it for a long time. Uh, comes to cloud console and PC. I can't recommend it enough. That's also August 5th. Uh, Skate come, Skate and Skate 3. Uh, well, I guess Skate comes to console, EA Play, August 5th. Skate 3 comes to cloud, EA Play, August 5th. And then Star of Mancer comes to game preview, PC, uh, August 5th. Art of the Rally, as I already talked about. Cloud console and PC, August 12th, which is weird that I said it was coming. Oh, no, I didn't. I know it's that date. I'm fine with that. Uh, Hades comes to Cloud console and PC, August 13th. And then Microsoft Solitaire Collection Premium Edition comes to PC, Hell August 17th. Yeah, give me some Solitaire, Greg. Get in there. That was always the jam. You know what I mean? Who didn't love some Solitaire? Gary, you strike music. Didn't that ship with man. every Windows PC? Of course it did, yeah. I mean, I think I it do still does. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's nice to have it on console if you ever want to play solitaire on console. Hades, no, obviously, console. Yeah, it's, Hades it's obviously the big one. Uh, last year's game of the year across the yeah. board. I never played it. I've been holding out for wow. the Xbox version. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what all the fuss is about with Hades. Um, but yeah, don't uh, don't sleep on Luminous. I had that on the PSP, didn't it? Sh- wasn't it the pack-in game for the PSP back in nah, the day? It wasn't like, packed in, but you should have bought it. Anybody title, with right? Anyone was a launch- yeah, it was. It was a launch Because there wasn't anything really good for the PSP at launch, but that was like the thing that everyone got. <laughs> Hot Shots Golf, brother. All right? Not at launch. Wasn't it? I bought my PSP late, so I bought it in the summer. I remember so I the launch lineup for the PSP not being great. Luminous was the one that I got. I remember the thing about Luminous is it has great music. I remember that Philip Glass oh, yeah. music. It's really good. Dude, If you, uh, if, and this is uh, dudes and dudettes and people who uh, are just people. Yes. For 100, 100 fucking percent, get Luminous on Game Pass. I don't, think, I don't think it's a great game. I think if you're looking for like in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the vast realm of like Tetris wannabes that are out there i don't think luminous really distinguishes itself as a game you're a psychopath but the, but what, everyone is, everyone, rem- is 20 everyone times remembers the game the music. everyone remembers the music the tetrises 
You are correct that Hotshot's uh, OpenT did not ship with the P- PSP. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I, I think I'd throw my PSP in the trash by the time that the uh, those fucking UMDs. Who's, who, whose idea was that? It was Universal. I had Ghostbusters on UMD. Doesn't matter. Uh, no, they were Universal. They could play in anything. That's why they call them UMDs. They were Universal. Oh uh gary we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around dink dink the globe uh here we are in your wrong seeing what we got here all right um kebabs writes in and says reminder greg you said you'd read the song of the deep novelization to your kid kebabs does it shock you to know i've already been doing that it is on the bedside table, and once in a while when I put Jen to bed up there because she goes to bed so early, I will lay there and read the book to her belly. So, in your face, Kebabs. Um, that's nothing. I like this one. Kebabs also wrote in and said, uh, Greg's Xbox controller from Design Lab that it says Ka can't cook is black to tie in with Ka's cooking. And that's a pretty great. That's a pretty great. That's pretty oh, like great. it's burned? It's burnt. Yeah, I wow. like that Oh, yeah. Wow. I like that. And then Psycho Retros 2 says Apex Legends Season 10 is out today. I should have said that. You're right. I should have. Ladies and gentlemen. That's another episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily in the Bank. We're not done working. We're going to go to patreon.com slash games and give you a post show. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitch right now, you can get ready for Mike, Nick, Blessing, and Bruce Green to head to the Olympics. If you missed that live stream, maybe you're listening later and want to check it out, you can go to youtube.com slash plays, our brand new YouTube channel, to see all the archives of the streams. Uh, tomorrow, you're going to see the return of Imran Khan to Kind of Funny Games Daily, who will host with Blessing. Thursday, it's Tim Tam. That's right. Tamor Hussein from GameSpot is back. And then Friday, me and Tim will close out the week. For now, it's time to say goodbye to Gary Witta as he gets ready to go do the post show. Gary, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.